Welcome to Homeschool Companion, your source for information, motivation, and inspiration. If you're part of the homeschool community or simply interested in learning more about home-based education, stay tuned. Together, we'll examine the latest resources, learning styles, and teaching techniques. We'll speak with experts in the field to help you uncover every homeschool advantage. We'll also present suggestions on how to keep Christ in the curriculum as we explore fresh ways to teach and learn. Welcome today. I'm Mike Gamble, executive producer of MRG Media. I'm here with Dr. Rose Gamble. And today's subject is going to be a part of our how-to series. How to do music and incorporate it into your homeschool curriculum. That's the word I'm looking for. Dr. Rose? Well, isn't it cool, you know, just sitting here and knowing that we come to our homeschooling families who have been loyal supporters of our ministry for a long time and talking about music. Why is music important? Yes, yeah, so I guess my first question would be is, how can you do it when you have just one or two students in your homeschool, or if you happen to be far, part of a bigger homeschool grouping, how would you go about setting up and starting and doing something like that? Well, first of all, there's a lot of options for homeschooling families nowadays. Why is it important to have music in your homeschool or, or in your school curriculum? And that's the best question of all because why is music important? I mean, public schools, the first thing they cut is music. But we now know with all the technology uh, and, you know, the MRIs, we can see how music is impacting the brain. For example, if you are left-handed, you're usually right-brained. And if you're right-handed, you're usually left-brained. And each brain has a dominant function that it does. Well, we know that music is considered a right brain function, a create, that creative part of us. Well, as we've studied more about the brain, we see how they interplay. And when we feed and nourish the right brain, it also helps the left brain. So you might not think that doing something musically is going to help you mathematically, but they're very connected. We want our kids to be whole-brained. We want them to have a holistic approach to education. So that's why we encourage music. Well, then, what are some of the ways that a parent can take and fulfill this uh, requirement of music for the homeschooler? Well, first of all, you know, not all homeschooling families are necessarily musical. You have parents that might not have had any training or they might not have any talent. But we're all musical to some extent and with the ability to go on the internet and the curriculums that are provided. They have CDs. They have soundtracks that you can just, you know, upload onto your or download. I'm not sure which is which it is. But, you know, so the strategies are are simple. One, you make time for it. You find a way to incorporate into your daily schedule. Do you have to teach an instrument or do vocal to, to fulfill that uh, music qualification? 
integrating music into as many of the subjects as possible. For example, a very simple thing that almost everyone knows is A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. Some of those simple songs that we have taught, I find myself, you know, looking up something, I'll just sing this song to myself still at this age because it's so ingrained, it's easy to learn how to alphabetize that way. And if you think about it, you know, as far as a, a number of strategies, a great thing that I encourage parents to do is to have their own kids come up with little songs, you know, like say, put to the tune, Mary Had a Little Lamb, uh, your three multiplication tables. And the kids will be trying and they'll be using one part of their brain to try to solve something on the other half of their brain. By the time they come up with a, a tune that goes with the three three times tables, they'll have it. It's been documented uh, many times that kids can learn a lot of things through song and singing it about it. And all of this is on the internet. There's tunes for learning how to solve quadratic equations. There's tunes for memorizing the different formulas. People have begun to realize the value of music. And I think that a homeschooling family can incorporate music in everything that they do. But they also need to save time for just the subject of music. Then what is the subject of just music? Is that learning the notes, the timing, you know, if it's a quarter note, an eighth note, half, and all that kind of stuff? Yes, and every kid likes the idea of learning how to play drums, you know. And so we we can do things like table drums, desk drums, where they learn the basic rhythms. Uh, soulfish, where they're going uh, ta for the quarter note, ta-ah for the half note, ta-ah-ah-ah for the whole note, and then putting those rhythms together, and pretty soon you have things like ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-
There, you can get a nice tune recorder put out by Yamaha for around $4 that comes with the fingering chart. And it's a great basis for learning the melodics without investing a lot of money. You might not be able to afford a keyboard or electronic keyboard, but you can start there. And that, and that, you'll see the children that really get into it. And that's a joy to see as well. You know, they'll begin to make up their own tunes and stick that recorder in their backpack or in their uh, camping gear so they have some little musical thing to play with just out for enjoyment. I have also seen uh, some of these schools do kazoo recorders. Is that something that would be usable as well, too? It is uh, boomwhackers and kazoos. They all, they're a plastic instrument. A kazoo, you actually make the tone through your mouth and it vibrates. So anybody can play it once they figure out that they have to make the, the tune. Uh, boomwhackers are pieces of pipe that are cut to tune and they're inexpensive. Oh, yes. As well. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. All of these resources, we've either in, interviewed the people who, came up with it or their representatives and they all have a purpose and the internet has great examples of really sophisticated music played on them which helps lend credibility oh that's right we saw that one it was a symphony piece almost played on the boomwhackers must have been what 20 something people there that's playing it but it, it really sounded good yes and this kind of stuff you know listening uh, i was um had the privilege of being with the uh, with the creator of la la and uh, he said that one of the things he did was he would listen to good drummers and he would watch them and then he would try to do the same thing that they did and at some point he realized that he probably wasn't the most talented drummer and he get got into film but it's an example of how watching mimicking you know trying to do what people who are accomplished at it can do really does help and it has a certain enjoyment too it makes a child feel peaceful and happy to be able to create music. So it just goes to prove that you don't have to have a lot of money to be able to do music in your home school. Yes. Well, we got to take a break right here, but when we come back, I want to I want to go, you know, strategy by strategy as I experienced myself as a homeschooled child and what I think now with technology can even be enhanced. We'll be right back. You have been listening to Homeschool Companion, a production of MRG Media. Be sure to join us on Facebook. Just type in the name Homeschool Companion. Well, welcome back. I'm here with Dr. Rose Gamblin, and we're talking about our how to do music in your homeschool settings. Yeah. Now, you were trying to tell us the strategy, so go. please continue with that. Well, we had talked about you know, a few commercial items that parents could purchase for very reasonable amount of money, like recorders, boom whackers, kazoos, 
and they can always make their own rhythm instruments. So let's just, while we're still on the topic of rhythm, let's talk about some homemade rhythm instruments that kids oh, love to make. yes. The homemade maracas that you would do. Yeah, But you can incorporate um, your arts in with it, too, because it was made with a balloon and paper mache and yes. beans inside and all that kind of stuff. And it goes with social studies, too, because you can talk about where maracas originated from. And so that's a nice thing. And then the rainmakers made with the long tubes from either Christmas wrapping paper or paper towels. Even small rainmakers you can make from the toilet paper cardboard rolls. And you can talk about where rainmakers came from, the kind of wood that real rainmakers are made from. But all of it does give a nice kinesthetic element to what you're trying to accomplish. And the sounds, the different sounds that you can make does something with that part of the brain. Uh, We're not quite sure how it resets it, but it tends to have a resetting element. I know that I've used real rainmakers in my classroom just to bring a calm to the classroom. Uh, They are curious about the sound and they stop what they're doing. So another fun one is where you take two paper plates and you put dried beans or dried corn inside and hook it together, hook the plates together so that you kind of have a a shaker of some sort. Those are really fun to make. And there's all kinds of rattles and shakers and sticks that you can use to help with the rhythm. But now let's talk about melody, making tunes. Okay, what's the difference between between rhythm and melody then? Yes, so melody is where you can hear the tone going higher or lower. And we are quite in here in North America, in, in the Northern Hemisphere, our brains are kind of tuned to that melodic major scale, C major scale, and we can recognize the minor scales. And so we're quite tuned to that, but it's interesting because other cultures actually have the notes in between. You know, so when you're going la, and synthesizers do that too, you know, so it's not just your basic piano half step step. Now they're, now the notes, we have notes and sounds that go in between and uh, in the sound waves. That's, that's, an, that's very interesting too for a student to actually make a melody. La, 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 just a, any old melody and record it and then put it into something like Audacity and see the waves, the sound waves in a digital form. Now, Audacity is a audio program that you can use. In fact, we use a lot of, with our show to manipulate the, the programs we do. So if you, it's a free download, and if you download it and then put this uh, WAV file into it, you can actually see how that sound is on the screen there. Yes, and that just adds another whole element where now you've integrated technology into music or music into technology. So the melodical 
interest that we have as human beings is not fully understood. Scientists really don't understand music. Music speaks to a part of us that can't really be quantified. They also say that music has no language barriers. Yes. And I think it's a God thing. I think God created music. It is soothing. It can be soothing. (laughs) I shouldn't say that all music is soothing, but it can be soothing. It can also be fun. It can invigorate, enliven you. So when you decide that, yes, we're going to incorporate music into our curriculum, please make a plan. Either purchase a curriculum or if you have your, you know, your own musical background, you can make your own plan, but make a plan and stick to it. At what age is it good to get to your more major instruments, your your trumpets, your uh, saxophones, your uh, trombones, your clarinets, your flutes, you know, all those band instruments. At what point does do you want to start stepping into those type of instruments as well? Well, a lot depends on the child and their desire to, you know, to do it. But we traditionally don't stand instruments till fourth grade. So we might do recorders up until the fourth grade. So the child already has some idea of how the fingering works. It's amazing how the fingering on a recorder is basically the same as what is on a clarinet. So if a child's been taking recorder or, you know, going through the books themselves, they're ready by fourth grade to just transfer all of that to a woodwind instrument like a clarinet. You do some stuff at your school that uh, you're very passionate about, and that's incorporating homeschoolers into your music program. Tell us a little bit about that, and if it, is it possible for all homeschoolers to get into you know, a school? Well, more and more s- small schools, especially faith-based, are looking at ways of connecting with the homeschooling community. And our school, we actually say can be, our school can be your school away from our school. So we have an arrangement where homeschooling families can actually get their report cards and everything very easily through us because we're so, we're such big advocates of homeschool. And so we uh, were very fortunate to have a man volunteer to do band for us who also has, he's getting his doctorate in conducting. And that's a great resource if a homeschool association wants to get music, the, you know, go to the local university and see if there isn't someone who would like to do it on an internship basis or something like that. But cool thing is that he has, through the years, collected a number of instruments. So he's renting instruments at a very reasonable rate because he's as passionate about getting instruments into the hands of these young people as I am about getting them into their hands. And that is another great resource for homeschooling families is to look around and see who is available, form a little community band or bell choir or choir and get your children involved. That just reminds me, we were in a music store here just the other day and we saw a new product coming out 
which is plastic PVC instruments. Reasonably priced, very durable, and they work great. So uh, if you feel like you can't afford it, check out the other ones, you know. Yes. In fact, they're using these light plastic instruments in the marching bands. The marching bands. That's right he said. So they have a lot of credibility. They're, you know, they're they're doing what they're supposed to do, and, and it's not like a plastic toy. It is an instrument. You know, I just encourage every homeschooling family, remember to just plan for music in your curriculum. Any which way you possibly can bring it in, you will see a huge difference in the performance academically of your children and they will really begin to look forward to oh is it music time yet is it music time yet and when you begin to hear is it music time yet you'll you will know you're doing the right thing do you have to do performances when you're doing music because uh, we see several mainly schools do a performance Oh, there's spring concerts and cantatas and and all of those things. You know, I like to teach music to children for their own appreciation of it. But I always tell them, you know, if God's giving you a gift to share to the world, you really need to share it. But is that something that helps the children, like going to your church and, and giving a concert or something? with your homeschool, um, doesn't that help also in your, well, when you get in high school, you get public speaking and stuff like that, but doesn't that help bring them out and give them a, more encouragement to continue music as they perform? It, it can, but there's some people that are just really shy, and I and I don't want to, them to be discouraged from enjoying music and learning it because they're afraid that they're going to have to perform so that would be done on an individual basis. Yeah, if you so want to. I just, first and foremost, we do music because it's good for us and it's good for our brains. And then, second, we do music because it helps us remember a lot of the academic things. We know if we teach scripture through music that it is retained more quickly and for longer periods of time. And then, third, Yes, it's a vehicle to speak to other people in a, in a universal language. So those three things for me, I, I'm sold on it. I want my kids to be involved with music. Well, I'm sure somebody out there is asking, well, what type of music should I pick or use? I hate to say one thing or another. I know what appeals to me, but what appeals to me might not appeal to somebody else. And I really think since music is a God-given way of communicating with God, that each person, it should be a very personable, uh, a very personal thing. We've heard stories where, you know, classical music caused the plants to just flourish and rock music caused the plants to wilt and die. Well, do your own experiment and see if that's really true because I don't know if it's true. I've never done the experiment. Well, I think we've about run out of time here. You Any last words? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And I have one last thing to say, and that is God bless.
You have been listening to Homeschool Companion, a production of MRG Media. Be sure to join us on Facebook. Just type in the name Homeschool Companion. For more on this or to contact us, go to mrgmediaministries.com. That's all one word, mrgmediaministries.com.